You and Chris are going to be in here talking about God knows what. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Retro Show Podcast. I am your host, Butch Renfro, along with my partner in crime, best man at my wedding, Chris Curtis. Former roommate, Chris Curtis. Yeah, and we're also joined today by Chris's brother. The man. The man. The myth. The legend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monty Curtis. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, that's my crowd, man. Not now, man. <laughs> Monty's here. So, yeah. You get it next time. All right. So, uh, so guys, what's been going on? Monty, dude. Butch. It's been a second. A second, a minute. You know how I know. say it's been a minute. I know. So, listen, uh, like, what's happening? What's, what, what's going on with you? Man, I'm living in Peachtree City, Georgia, you know? Yeah, you still uh, coaching? No. No? I'm out of coaching, finally. Yeah, the NIL and the transfer portal screwed everything up. Ah, okay. So. So just to let you know, the NIL and the transfer portal is screwing everything up. But, oh, man. No, I'm in industrial sports medicine now. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so. Cool. Go around and go to Costco's and anheuser Bushes and warehouses and, you know, <laughs> make sure nobody gets hurt while they're working. And if oh, I can't, oh, I can't okay. imagine you going to an anheuser Bush place. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's shocking, isn't it? It has to run your imagination wild. You you just can't imagine. Anyway, uh, so Chris, what's up with you, buddy? What's been going on? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. That's about it. I've All been right. playing a lot of disc golf. I know. Man, you're big into that. Just so you people know, Chris Chris is like into that. And if you don't know, let me go ahead uh, and just let you know. He, he is also known as Spotted Skunk Dyes. Is that correct? Did I did say yeah, that. Yep. yep. And uh, give them the website that they can go to to check out your and, and let's just call it what it is. It's art. It is art. Um, you can find you can find me on Instagram under Spotted Skunk Dies or um, well, I have a, a guild. We we started a guild, Ridge Runners Dyers Guild, and it's me and another fellow Dashing Dies. He does fantastic work. Yeah. Also, um, RidgeRunnersDyersGuild.com uh, to look at some of the stuff, and then you can contact us from there. There's all the information. Yeah. Well, I, uh, nobody asked, but you know, I've got a new side project too. I'm selling shrimp from under an overpass. Are you over here? Are yeah. You? How's so, that going? Yeah, uh, you know, it's great because once it goes bad, you just put turn the sign around and it says fish bait. So, <laughs> you know, it's just that's a win-win. A, that's an enterprising. I'm telling you, man. You know, I, you, you know, got I, You've got I can make to tens find, of dollars. You've got about thinking ahead. You got to find those uh, hidden gems in the middle of your business. That's right. So, uh, guys, uh, let me go ahead and just do a little housekeeping here. This is the Retro Show podcast. You can find out everything that's going on at uh, RetroShow.net. And that's where we have links to all of our social media. That's where we have links to all of the places you can consume this podcast. And it also has a link to 
shameless self-promotion. Also a link to uh, how you can help the podcast. And basically what that is, is that if you decide to help out the podcast, Chris, did you know that they could be a producer? I did. And I was going to bring that up all ago, but you beat me to it. Yeah. And so what that means is that if you sign up for a mere $3 a month to help support this podcast, uh, not only are you just an exceptional human being, obviously you have good taste. Go, going, going above and beyond. Going above. It, it's less than the price of an overpriced coffee at some big national chain. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mentioning that chain again. Yeah. Just uh, not doing we're it. just not going to give them free advertising. No. No. I don't buy a coffee from there. No, no. no. Listen, I can write my name wrong on a cup. <laughs> Are you guys talking about the pilot truck stop? <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly the pilot. Man, you had to go and give it you, away. Why? Why? Sorry. Pilot. I mean, this is why we don't have guests on here. <laughs> no. I'm Actually. out of bounds already. <laughs> but uh, listen, we, we, we kind of came up with uh, things that we wanted to talk about today, and that's something that we all grew up, grew up doing together, and that is, well, jumping wheelies off of, uh, you know, uh, like building ramps. With the hot but, wheels. But after that... Uh, uh, was foot, concerts Sunday afternoon football games Sunday afternoon in Tiger broken, yard broken collarbones all yeah. around Tiger yard yeah mm-hmm. yeah and spotlight you remember Spot, we used yep. to do that too spotlight and kick the can until uh, kick the can until, until Kyle King fills the can up with gravel kerplunk <laughs> yeah Mark Ballheimer come over and kick it <laughs> now we're just naming names um, Mark you finally got in the game buddy yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, we grew up uh, basically uh, listening to music. Basically, a lot of it thanks to this guy over yeah. here, Monty, uh, yeah. who Which turned me on to a lot of bands. We've just mentioned from riding that around, several yeah, times in our podcast from riding Monty. around in the uh, in the Highlander, the Land Cruiser, dude. The Land Cruiser, man. I keep getting the wrong Toyota product. Yeah. I'm gonna call it a Tacoma next time, bro. <laughs> or a Civic? No, it's a Honda. Yeah. Was that your Land Cruiser, Monty? It might as well have been. No, 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 really and truly. It was dad's Land Cruiser, yeah, Chris. Okay? Would he tell you that repeatedly? No, no, son, that's my Land Cruiser. Okay, dad, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I'll be, I'm staying over at Tipton's. But it, I remember two of the first albums I ever remember hearing blaring out of there. And one of that was, uh, one of those albums was Cat Scratch Fever by yeah. Ted Nugent. And the other one was. Uncle Ted. Sticks, Pieces of Eight, and then Van Halen too. I remember hearing all of those just blaring out of that and being in there a couple of times while they were oh, blaring. So. We didn't get to go much with money. No, we, we, were, we really didn't. We were the pesky little kids at the time. So yeah, I, I took you guys to a couple of concerts, though. You did later yeah. on, yeah. You did. Uh, you know, I tell that story to people all the time that, that our mother and father put 12-year-old me in a Mustang with – Three 16-year-olds and a 14-year-old to go see Kiss. I'll do you one better than that. I won tickets to see Ted Nugent on the Magic yep. Bus. This is a true and story. And I'd already seen him like three times. I'm like, here, Chris, you take the tickets and you go. He took the Magic Bus to Memphis. <laughs> was it 80? Because uh, didn't that Magic 105. Yeah, but it was like bus. one of their first big Magic promotions, yeah. wasn't it? It was crazy. Oh, that's insane. It wasn't it? Blackfoot How old and Ted like No, I was older than that. I was, he was 13, probably like 13. 13. Yeah. You were too young to be. It was me, oh, and yeah. Ter- me and Terry Rainey. Mom said, well, if Terry Rainey can go, you can go. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Isn't it funny how our parents had, like, like we all had these friends that they thought, well, they're just such, such fine young men if you hang out with them. And they were like the worst ones. You, know, it's like, you talk about an eye-opening experience. I mean, we had to sign this piece of paper saying we wouldn't bring any drugs or alcohol on the Magic 105 bus, man. And we pile on the bus. And, they're, I mean, it just looks like it's Cheech just, and Chong in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, you know, man, yeah. Let's and then they stop and like right out the first liquor store they could stop to outside of Little Rock and bought like four cases of beer for the bus and a six pack of Pepsi for me and Terry. That's a great thing to do. They were, man. I appreciated the Pepsi too. Yeah, was, you know. I mean, they knew so, you guys were too young to, but oh my I'm, gosh, I'm sure it was a That was a wild night. It I really was a wild night. For him. Blackfoot. Oh, great. great you know, stuff. I never got to see Blackfoot. Man, me neither. Damn. I did. Hey, yeah, you could have, man. I'm just saying. I know. I missed the boat on that. <laughs> but Ted came swinging out over the crowd in a See, I've already cloth. seen that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, at 13, it was, yeah. it was awesome. It was an eye opening experience. The Motor City Madman. Yeah. I, so, uh, Monty, what was your first concert? Do you remember? Um, Blue Oyster Cult and Angel. An angel. Oh, my God. Do you gosh. remember Angel? Yes, I do. Greg Jafria, uh, who uh, came out of that band. Barry too. Brandt, Felix Robinson, yep. Punky Meadows. Yeah, Punky Meadows, yeah. And Greg Jafria. And Greg Jafria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had they, the white they, costumes. Oh, yeah. They, they, were, they were basically, I think, put together by Casablanca Records yep. as the antithesis to Kiss, to Kiss yep. at yep. the time. So they were like, well, you know. We got Kiss, who's like in black leather and this, you know, uh, scaring parents. Let's let let's have another band, and and they were really good. They were it. good, and they had, you know, they had the, the logo that if you turned it upside down, it said Angel. You yeah, turn it back up, it says Angel. It was like yeah, it was one of those. I don't know what they call that. Some I don't kind know. Of art. It was uh, not an artist, good. but that's pretty cool. Chris, you remember your first show? <clears throat> My first rock concert? Yeah, Kiss seventy nine. Kiss seventy nine. Yep. Pop Love. Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. It was. And I, I told people all the time, do you remember <laughs> Johnny Cougar and the Zones? Oh, they oh, booed yeah. him off the stage, I, man. I it was horrible. You, yeah, it was. Yeah. And, but you know you know who we saw um, play the drums for the first time? And he's a phenomenal session drummer, and he drums for everybody now. Is Kenny Aronoff. Oh, he yeah. He was John oh, Cougar's yeah. drummer. And it was hilarious because the drum set, was. they had a small stage, yeah. obviously. And his drum set was sitting sideways on the stage, and his right cymbal kept falling, like just like, yeah. like somebody's cutting it from below, you know? And he's like yeah, trying to catch, catch it and put it back it, on it every back. time. He did That's it like funny. six times the whole concert while they were playing. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I literally, six songs they played. I literally saw the, the uh, most brutal fight. I've ever seen, and I've seen a bunch of people fighting at concerts. At Imagine con- that. But the, it was, it was, they, they played Firehouse, and Paul Stanley had on that Kiss Fire, <laughs> that little piece of crap plastic fire, Kiss Fire Department helmet on, and he finishes on Firehouse, woo, and he just sells it out in the crowd. Well, it comes right towards me and Lance. We're in the stands, but, I mean, it's coming our way, and right in front of us, two guys catch it in, in midair. On and either a, end. And the fight was on. Well, they just look at each other, man, and all of a sudden one of them just hauls off and just wham, punches that dude, and they start duking it Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yeah. And some little guy grabs the helmet and takes off through the crowd <laughs> where they didn't get the helmet. I never will forget that. That was pretty awesome. That's funny. My first one, August 2nd, 1980, was Van Halen. I was there. And uh, You were there. Show. Monty was there. Monty took me and Steven and the Clegg twins. I got dropped off by... My now listen, you know, my parents let me go by myself. I, I basically got dropped off there by my sister and brother-in-law at the time, and uh, 
you know, and, and I've told you this story before. I don't know if I've told it on, maybe I did, but, uh, you know, when we were talked about how I got into the Van Halen encyclopedia and you, you know, you, you made some disparaging remarks. About, well, I mean, you know, truth hurts. Uh, <laughs> air quotes, truth. Um, but the reason I knew that is I remembered who the opening act was and they were terrible. And it was a group called the cats. I do remember the cats. I do, but I don't remember what they played, but they were terrible. They were terrible. Well, they weren't worth remembering. And you know, if any of the guys are listening and, and, and you want to, you know, like, you know, jump on here with us and defend the fact, just try to defend the fact that, that, that you didn't suck because you did. This is Van Halen. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 1980, the group that opened for them. Yeah, yeah, and so in 79, they had the fabulous Grinaldi brothers, and they were terrible, too. You know, I think that was the thing Van Halen did. They tended to get, with with the exception of maybe like an autograph that would go on and have a single, usually their opening acts were fairly forgettable, and I think that was Eddie, from what I remember yeah, we can't from, speak ill against uh, the dead, but uh, and I also think uh, that it had a lot to do with their manager Noel Monk at the time, who also I think had a big hand in who got to be around the band and who toured with them. So, and and I think that was by design. You know, they didn't you know they didn't want to happen to to them what happened to Black Sabbath when they opened for Black Sabbath. You know, which is Wait, Black what? Sabbath getting Black Sabbath opened for Black Sabbath. How do you do no, that? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let me go back. I'm, I'm going to listen to this and see if the logic train ran. Uh, no, it didn't. It, it did not. Okay, so completely. Let, let me let me read. When me Van Halen opened up for Black Sabbath. Thank you, Monty. There you yeah, go. See, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And they were, you know, just blown away. Uh, and you know, they they you know, of course, at the time. You know, Ozzy was on the, his last legs with them during right. that part of his career. So. Well, it's the same thing happened with um, uh, Bad Company. They were headlining, and Damn Yankees opened up for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you Ted Nugent, Tommy Shaw. Jack Blades, yeah. yeah. Jack Bla- I mean, good Lord. What are you thinking? And they, they, they jammed. And Bad Company was still a great show, but the whole highlight of the evening was Damn Yankees for yeah. me. I mean, I oh, listen. It was better. I, I've seen Damn Yankees before, and I'm trying to think of that concert bill that they came with. It was uh, it was Jackal Slaughter, and then Damn Yankees, and by far, Damn Yankees were just see one out of three is not bad. No, one out of three is not bad. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gone to the show otherwise, but right. you know, yeah. But it was a it, it was a great show, and I remember um, some of the other bands that used to come through a lot, and we mentioned this before. It's like every six months, Thirty Eight Special would show up yep. again. <clears throat> and I always went, you know. Oh, yeah. Always We're went. Southern guys, man. Yeah. You you, you got to go see it. But what was really funny is one of the weirdest bills I'd ever seen put together for a concert package. He had 38 special. And then, you know, uh, opening right before them was Point Blank, uh, which, okay, that makes sense. But then opening for them was Iron Maiden, which is like one of these things is not quite like the others. So, yeah. yeah. But it's still a great show. And they did kind of introduce. Point you know, Blank was a Memphis band, weren't they? I think so. And they had uh, that one. Uh, they had a song called Nicole mm-hmm. that in 81 was just all over the radio mm-hmm. here. But, uh, Chris, what other concerts do you remember? From the, I mean, we've, we've mentioned the Molly Hatchet. That was awesome. That was a great show. Uh, Aerosmith in 87 was a great show. Yes. Yeah, that was a good show. I don't remember who opened for him, but I watched 
um, Stephen Tyler, they were playing back in the saddle, and they had ramps on either side of the drum kit. That yeah, I was at that show. He gets on his microphone stand and he starts running around that stage. And I bet he ran around it fifty times. I'm yeah. like, I'm fixing to watch this dude drop dead, <laughs> and he's still singing. I'm like, holy smokes, man! You know, that was when they were had gotten off, you know, drugs, yeah, and had started getting into fitness, yeah. And you know, he was yeah, he was in feel, good shape. Yeah, you know. they were. They were. Well, on, you look so. at it, and of course, at the time, I was thinking, oh, this guy's kind of old. He, I don't even know if he was in his forties yet. You know. <laughs> At the time yeah, this happened. That's right. And he still you know, looks, doesn't look 75. Well, as a matter of fact, I have tickets to go see them in Tulsa in, um, I, th- I think, coming up this November. Nice. So, yeah. Who's, who's opening for him, do you know? Uh, Black Crows. Didn't you oh, guys? that'll be a great show. Yeah, that's going to be a good yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Me sure. and Ryan are going. So, you know. That'll gonna, be fun. So, didn't y'all go to see Rush in Tulsa? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was the last tour, wasn't it? That was the yeah, last was. tour, and yeah. that was 2015, and that was that, that was, was a fun trip. 40, 40th anniversary tour, yeah, and they were great. And they, they, were, they didn't have an opening act. No, they didn't. They it did was an either. evening with Rush. Man, Man it was like two awesome. and a half hours, yeah. three, yeah, and three it, hours, and it, Monty, it, it didn't seem like it. It just flew by. It was cool because they started with their latest release. And then they would change albums, and when they changed albums, the stage changed. And they'd go backwards. And they went backwards. And yeah. the last set they played was off their first album, and it was just a velvet curtain yeah. with a three-piece drum kit and the three of them playing. It, man, dude, it was incredible. Monty, what's some great concerts you remember from I mean, all-time Van Halen, the first tour. First, yeah. I mean, literally, literally, album out seventy eight. They're headlining in seventy nine. Yeah, and the Barton Coliseum, and I remember, I was like, man, I'm gonna get one of these t shirts. I want one of those Van Halen t shirts. Yeah, waited all summer for them to come, and then they weren't selling merch. I'm like, what is the? They deal? weren't selling merch. No, there was no t shirts. That is weird. Talk about disappointment. I bet, man. But um, yeah, man, I David Lee Roth. I don't care what. This is just my opinion. It was the best front man ever. He was. It look, uh, people don't give him credit. If you go back and yes, on the last few tours he did, you know, the guy never quit smoking. Could he hit what he did? No. He couldn't back, you know, when 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 he did those later tours when they reunited. Wow. But back in the day, <laughs> I'm telling he you, was fun, if you man. go on YouTube, search uh, Unchained nineteen eighty one Oakland Coliseum, and you will see why. Van Halen at that time was the best band. Well, and he was just the a greatest front man. He was. But you know who he patterned himself after? Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy from Black, Black Oak, Oak, Arkansas. Black Oak, Arkansas, yeah. And he actually went up to Jim Dandy when they were playing the whiskey. Black Oak, Arkansas was playing the whiskey, and, and David Lee Roth actually came up to him and said, hey, do you mind if I film you? I want to I film your moves. Yeah. And Jim Dandy was like, no, boy, go ahead. Dude. Yeah. Film whatever you want to film, you know? He didn't care. <laughs> and they, they asked, you know, Jim Dandy, he's like, you know, hey, were you, were you really mad that, you know, that, you know, he stole all your stuff or whatever? And he's like, well, he didn't steal all my stuff, but I'm really flattered that he used a lot of my stuff. Yeah, you know? he did. He was, like, really flattered about the whole thing. He made no bones about it. Yeah. Yeah. Roth. Okay. So the back to the concerts. The, at Van Halen 79. That's, right. That's the best. Uh, Cinderella opening for ACDC. You know. Cinderella was great. I saw, I saw them open for Bon Jovi in 86. And yeah, they are. They were great. Here, here's, here's, here's the sad part about Cinderella. Okay. They got lumped in 
with a lot of the the hair bands, the, the hair bands that yep, were coming and they out there. Hair band. And they tried to market them like one. They tried to dress them like one. But especially on the you know night songs was pretty much a straight ahead rocker album. But was the second one Bad Seamstress Blues? Was that no? The, it's the Long, long Cold, Cold Winter. Winter. Long yeah. Cold Winter. That's when you were like, oh, these guys are. Good. Yeah, the blues, bad, the bad blues, blues, blues is, side of is probably my favorite song. Yeah, song. but that whole that whole first album, you know, you, you it's like ACDC ish. It is. It's very you much know, ACDC. And, and it's great, right. great songs. But man, when they started going more blues oriented, that's when I was going, okay, these guys are are actually very talented. And I, I've I've gotten to see them one time. They were opening for David Lee Roth. Uh, in the in, in the mid '80s, and I never got to see him. Just a great that. show, though. Yeah. Their yeah. show was really great, and that's when back when you had shows. <clears throat> yeah, you actually had shows. Yeah. That was probably one of my best concerts, honestly. And I mean, it was just just for the fact that Cinderella opened for Bon Jovi, and it was a Slippery When Wet tour. Yeah, that was that a huge album story. was huge, yeah. and and um, yeah, it was a great show. You know, here's the thing about Bon Jovi. I saw them open for Rat. And they blew Rat off the stage. Rat was, I've seen Rat twice. And they're, Rat's one of those bands that I love their studio albums. Got I do too. I love them. But live, they just weren't great at all. Man, that Rat from the 80s, my all-time favorite band. Yeah. I love everything that they did. Yeah. Oh, listen. I can listen to it now. I can listen forever, to it. working out, whatever. Yeah. But live, man, and, and I don't know if that was just a one-off. That I, the, both times I saw them, they just were off. But you know, live, I don't know, man. They just didn't translate as well. I, I tell you, of course, what, I also think cocaine may be, you know, <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's, it's a limiter, yeah, and <laughs> it's a real you know, limiter because you think you're great, you don't realize it at the time, but it's a real limiter. <laughs> um, and, you know, but it. it I'll tell you one band that I really, really liked uh, in the 80s, and I got to see them twice, and that was Triumph. Absolutely one of the best shows I've ever seen. And we've discussed this. Yeah, and I know. I have, I, Monty was really into Trump, and I, I just, I've never really listened to them. And you turned me on to another band. I said I, w- I was going to mention it tonight um, when we were doing yeah. Best Albums, and that's UFO Guys. If if you like rock, go into just go, good, oh man. good rock. It's just you know it's it's, it's yeah. it, you know they were a, they were an English band. I saw them open for Ozzy in '82, yeah, and just was blown away. And that's when I got into them because I was like, "Why?" And we're gonna stop right here and take a break, but we're gonna be right back. This is the Retro Show with Butch and Chris, and now back to the Retro Show with Butch and Chris. These guys are fantastic. Yep. They're know. good, man. Really good. I tell you, the best band I think that I've ever seen wise, uh, wise, live. Uh, <laughs> what did you do before you came in here? Huh? What? I never what? Been hey, there, what? What? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, the, best, the best one I've ever seen live, as far as music goes, um, and I'll see them anytime they come to the Doobies. Man, well, was that not brother, a great show? The dude, I've seen him like three times. I've only seen him once, and that was oh, with you at Riverfest. Yeah, great show live. Just, I think it was played. 2006 or something like that, but they, that was just a phenomenal Man, show. Love the Doobies. Love them. Got tons of them in my Spotify. Just a yeah, whole yeah. Doobies mix. And I, I don't like the Michael Montgomery stuff as much no, as I do the, no, no. The, the, the without him. No, I absolutely agree. I like the earlier stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's still, man. You go see them live, and they're just they play yeah, reproduce. Now yeah. they they did actually, I think, start touring again with Michael McDonald and the other. Uh, oh, what's his yeah, name? Michael McDonald, not Montgomery. Yeah, he's the country, Michael, he's the country John guy. John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the doobies. Yeah, just go with it. You know, <laughs> Charlie Daniels was. <laughs> well, I can play the fiddle. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought up Charlie Daniels because you know that was my second concert that I ever went to was Charlie Daniels. He's band. great in concert, or he was great. And in that was on uh, the 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 Full Moon tour, and that that turned me on. Like this guy rocks, you know. He may be marketed as a country. Oh, this so, guy rocks. So in 80, what a talent. Oh yeah, eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. My cousin, Stephen, um, we are two months apart, and we travel well together. And he calls me and says, hey, Leonard Skinner is kicking off their 10-year tribute tour after the plane crash. Yeah. And they're they're starting the tour at the Charlie Daniels Volunteer Jam in Nashville. Yep. We're going. And I'm like, okay, we're going. So we take off and drive to Nashville. And the only people we know that's going to be there – is Leonard Skinner yeah. and Charlie Daniels. And we get there, and I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan for the first time. Amazing. I fell in love with Stevie okay, Ray Vaughan. I'm jealous right now because I, mean, I never was got to see him. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is my pinnacle for guitar players is Stevie Ray at all. It, it has been since that day. Yeah. Um, but Charlie Daniels came out and played a heck of a show. Yeah. Saw the Marshall Tucker Band was there. It was it was a cool cool deal in the amphitheater in Nashville. But yeah, it, it's too bad that Charlie's gone. Yeah. And if you never got if you got to see him, you know what we're talking about. If you didn't, I'm, I really apologize. Because yeah. well, my, I have a Leonard Skinner story, and that is they were on their '77 tour. Oh wow! And me and Clay Gwynn had tickets, and we were playing football against our rival, Russellville, in junior high. I think it was junior high. No, it wasn't junior Yeah, it was in junior high. We were in ninth grade. And uh, we got killed because they had Ted Chenault, this running back. You know, I don't know if you remember him. But, oh, my God. He ran over everybody. It was like 40 to nothing. We just got killed. <laughs> you know, we're, Clay's all mad. He's like, man, he's whatever. I'm like, dude, we got tickets to Skinner tomorrow night. <laughs> Cheer up. You know, and then like 30 minutes later, you know, K-A-A-Y back in the old days. K-A-A-Y. Yeah, that was like they had 100,000 watts. It went everywhere. Yeah. And they played hard rock at night, you know, and they came on and we were listening to it because, you know, that's what we listened to. And they were like, uh, the Leonard Skinner con- concert has been canceled there. A plane has crashed. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm like, man. I'm sitting there just going. What? Yeah. yeah, I'm like in complete shock and just like man, it was crazy. But you know how much the tickets were? Oh, what six bucks? Six fifty. Six fifty. There are Van Halen tickets. In, in, yeah, Van in Halen Haiti was seven fifty. Yeah, yeah, they were seven dollars. Seven dollars and fifty. Listen, I remember when I got mad because Rush when they came in '82 were charging twelve dollars a ticket. See, and I got mad because Kiss had already 12, done that. That's in over ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's over ten dollars. Yeah, Kiss had already done that in '79. The tickets yeah. were twelve bucks, and that was outrageous. That was Gene Simmons. Yeah, that was way. Gene. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say what you will about Gene. Gene knows how to turn a profit. He does. So. He knows when to jack up the price. Yes, he does. Um, when you're in demand, you can do that. But yeah, I remember a lot of concerts that came through that were, you know, really the last. Cheap concert I went to, and remember, Magic 105 used to do their low dough shows. I'm fixing that. I'm fixing that. And that was you. Damn Yankees, and it was nope. ten dollars and fifty cents. Nope. 
We saw Tom Petty <laughs> in Verizon for 10 bucks. me and you. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Because they were trying to sell it out. They were trying to sell it out. And I saw Kiss again for 10 bucks. I saw him cheaper in like 2009, 2010 than I did and saw him in 79. That's insane. It is crazy because yeah. they were trying to sell the Trying to sell, sell the show out. out. Did yeah. you guys ever get, like, get into the Almond Brothers at all? Oh, I love the Almond Brothers, but later I love them, but yeah, never got to see them or anything like that. Yeah, so I got to see Derek Trucks play oh. his first show with the Almond Brothers at the amphitheater in Houston. I oh, that's great. I think it was great. 1997. I can't remember the name, but it was like he was 19 years old. And they had just kicked Dickie Betts out of the band. Yeah. Being Dickie Betts, I guess. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. What did he do? He was Dickie, Dickie Betts. Betts. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. That's a little off the subject, I guess. But. No, no. It's, uh, uh, have you heard this podcast? We frequently chase rabbits. Chase rabbits. <laughs> a man. Matter of fact, that's going to be in a T-shirt. Two things that's going to be on the first T-shirts we put out, Chris. Like Vikings. <laughs> And I'm going to chase this rabbit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be the two things on the shirt. I tell you, man, a, a really monumental concert for me, and that's later in life, uh, because obviously he didn't come here uh, ever, was I got to see Paul McCartney when he came here yeah. at Verizon. I was there. Um, dude, that, that show was awesome. Okay. Let me tell you my story about that, because it's really cool. Uh, my son, Ryan, and for those of you who don't know, uh, I have two sons uh, who have autism, and Ryan is a little bit more affected. Ryan lives with us, and Ryan is a huge music fan. Yes, I mean, he is. he is my concert buddy, and uh, he's really into, like, the Beatles, mm -hmm. and he really wanted to go see Paul McCartney, and we ended up getting some tickets. They were nosebleed, didn't matter. Right. But I had the best time watching him yeah. watch that show. And let me tell you what, that was a phenomenal show. It really was. That man. was it, a great it was, show. It was awesome. And, and Live and Let Die. Oh, was that it, not amazing? It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know Which it, might be my one of my favorite it, McCartney songs anyway. Live and Let Die. You know how it goes. It just kind of like, Live and Let Die. And then boom. boom. Yeah. Well, every time Pyro. they go, boom, man, it was just flames from under the stage just shooting up like 20 feet. On, all across the stage, man. It was cool. Yeah, it was a great yeah, show. Really cool. Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney, great show. Yep. Got to see that one. And I remember one that I saw of, of, of a band that I'd never heard of before. And uh, went to see them, and I never heard of them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and But they were good. But man. they were. It was a band. I can't even remember who they opened for, but they were from Australia, and they were called Heaven. And they were a great... I've heard of that band. They were a great blues rock band. Very much ACDC-like. And it was one of those bands... You know, there were a lot of bands that they threw against the wall in the 80s to see if they would stick. And, you know, we could probably do a whole show on just bands that we've seen that oh my never gosh. really did anything, but they were great. Like, you know, like Rose Tattoo. Roast, yes. Exactly like that. It's exactly like that. If you could see me right now, I have this deer in the headlights look. I'm like, who are y'all talking about? I have no idea. Well, well Rose Tattoo was uh, that's a big influence on Axel. Yeah, and and Guns and Roses. Mm -hmm. They're from Australia, and they look like they look like a biker. Yeah, 
You know, another good like, Australian they, hard rock they like band. like a one-percenter MC club yeah. on stage. You know, another great band, as I'm going to chase this rabbit, uh, from Australia, and they about 20 years ago came out, was, uh, was Airborne. Oh, yes. They were like ACDC. <laughs> yeah, they were very much ACDC. You yeah. know you're an ABBA fan, don't lie. Dancing, Dancing queen. queen. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> uh, we know you're humming Fernando in your head, uh, <clears throat> which that didn't come out great, did it? Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Mark at 31 minutes and 27 check, check, seconds check, check, yeah. <laughs> to edit that out. But um, Chris, any other great concerts you can remember? Man, I've seen a lot and I just, I, every time I get on this podcast, I get a blank. Yeah. You know, and I just can't. Uh, that Molly Hatchet and 38 special that we talked about. Yeah. That, that's monumental. Okay. Um, I'll throw another one out there then. And this is for everybody here to, to go around and talk about. What's a band that you wish you could have seen that you can't now? See again? Leonard Skinner? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, what's a band that you've never seen? Oh, never seen? That you'd like to see, or maybe you don't have the opportunity to see now. I, you know what? I've, I've never seen the Stones. Yeah. I would like to see the Rolling Stones, yeah. just because it's the, the Rolling Stones. Right. You know, and I could have went on that Steel yeah. Wheels tour, and I didn't. Yeah, that was, that. yeah. Monty? Leonard Skinner. I had tickets. Never you had saw tickets. You never saw You know, never I've never seen Skinner either. I, I know you have. I've you? seen them three or four times. See, I've never but seen not Skinner. The original, but not, but the, not original original the original. But not the original. And that would have been with um, Gaines, Steve Gaines was in the band yeah. at that point. Oh, man. man, I was telling him earlier, I, I've been watching, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube. And um, I was watching reaction videos to Freebird from like foreigners. Yeah. Like from Great Britain or something. <laughs> And it's funny to me because they always stop. They'll stop it and they'll talk about it a little bit and they'll stop it and they just stop. Say, this is just so mellow. I just love it. I mean, the piano is awesome. And, da, 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 mm-hmm. da, and I'm sitting there the whole time going, you have no idea what's coming. Yeah. And then that song takes off. And when and it, takes it takes off, off and they are jamming, they're like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, they're up there. Got three, three people playing lead, chasing each other. Yeah. It's, oh, it's incredible. Incredible. You Money. know, the record company passed on them because that song was too long for a single. Yeah. And then I think, Cap- was it Capricorn or something? Uh, MCA. 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 Them. And they, then, <laughs> then they were able to play that song. Yeah. It was Capricorn that passed them up. Because do, you know what they they, do you know what they played for their, their uh, the MCA mm-hmm. executives? Working for MCA. Working for MCA. That was an immediate. Well, we're going to sign this contract right now, boys. That was Ronnie Van Zandt all the way, man. Yeah. It's just the way he was. You know, y'all know, if y'all have listened to the podcast before, I watch a lot of documentaries, and I've watched every Leonard Skinner documentary. My cousin, Stephen, you got to watch his documentary. It's okay. This one's great. But the one where they talked about, uh, you know, the band members were talking that Ronnie would show up to Hell House, which was their practice area out in the middle of the swamp. And, you know, you better have something when you come to practice. And he said he'd sit over on the couch and they'd start playing. That was playing. Ed King. Huh? That was Ed King. Yep. Yeah. And they'd start oh, yeah, playing. Yeah. They'd start playing. And he'd say, he'd just say that. And he said, all right, I'm going fishing. He'd go down the dock fish, but he could still hear what they were playing. And Ed King said he'd be down there about an hour and he'd come back. He'd have all the lyrics. That's insane. The song was done at that point. Huh? 
song was basically yeah done. it was done and like the producer uh genius come in to the like the recording studio and he kept saying this and saying that and saying this and ronnie just come over and got him by the arm and took him outside and put him in his limo no said, it was simple man they wanted to record simple man who was and they they leonard skinner wanted to record simple man yeah. and it was um, al cooper yep from That's right. he had been in blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. He got on their tour with the Who, their first and tour. And he, he, yeah. he took him out to the car and set him in the car and he, said, we'll call, we'll you, call when you when done. this is done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's like their first album, or I think it was pronounced. I think it's yeah. pronounced. But it's, it's like nobody does that. I mean, he's like this big-time producer. And they're like, and they're, the band loves the song, right? And, 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 and they're like wanting to record the song. And so <clears> Ronnie's <throat> like, no, this ain't happening. He's like, no, Pete, see ya. I think the moral to this story is don't mess with a Florida redneck. I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of no, big bands come out of Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Quite Georgia. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I mean, Johnny Van Zant was a huge influence on me. Yeah. The, the songwriting and stuff. Yeah. The, the, he was a huge. He was just his band himself. He had a good band. Yeah, he did. Oh, the, the Johnny Van Zandt. Yeah, Road. Johnny Van Zandt. That was it. Even before that, I mean, he had um, "It's You." He had this song called "It's You." He had he had a great band. Brickyard. Okay, well, you got to admit, Brickyard Road is a classic. It yeah, is it's good. And chasing, going ahead and chasing that rabbit of Skinner uh, <coughs> offshoot bands, Rossington Collins. Mm-hmm. Like Man. It. That is some good stuff, too. If you get a chance to look up that on Spotify, add that to your playlist. And I'll tell you for you folks out there that, that follow Southern Rock, if you're looking for new Southern Rock, Blackberry Smoke. Oh, without a doubt. Blackberry Smoke. Uh, Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. I see you shaking your head, Monte Carlo. Now, they've changed a little bit, but they got some good music. Man, I'm just going to say this. Charlie Starr is maybe, he's probably the best slide guitar player right that since Dwayne Allman yeah and he's he's an unbelievably talented musician he's unreal well you know where his you know where his roots are yeah bluegrass bluegrass you know where um um Jerry Garcia's roots were bluegrass you're the Grateful Dead guy I like to argue about Grateful Dead with you yeah (laughs) we're just going to take your word on Grateful Dead because uh and I'll tell you, uh, is another guy that has come on the scene in the past few years. And we're going to stop right here and take a break, but we're going to be right back. This is the Retro Show with Butch and Chris. Hey, Chris, guess what? What? Did you know we have producers? We on do. This podcast. We, we do, do, and we love them. But you the know thing, about, thing about the producers on this show, they don't get to tell us nothing. That's right. <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, go to RetroShow.net and click support the podcast it's right up there in the menu let's go down these names here of these fine upstanding uh beautiful individuals obviously of good taste absolutely yes that support this podcast uh that's lnc corporation you do not cross lnc that you do not cross the lnc corporation that's for sure that's right norton 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 Chris Listen, B. Listen, Norton, I know you've been looking at me. So, <laughs> Chris B. Chris B. Yep. Nancy Schwartz. Nancy Schwartz. Yeah. Josh Ramsey. Fran Adams. E.M. Bradford the Behemoth Mason. Bradford Brad. <laughs> and of course, the original, the first supporter we ever had. Yep. 
Tanya Holland. Tanya Holland. You will always be number one. Always be number one, Tanya. So, uh, guys, if you would like to support us, it's $3 a month. You can go to RetroShow.net, click Support the Podcast, and find out more. Now, Chris, we also have a $1.5 million a month level, too. And I'm waiting for that one. I am, man. Yeah, I wish because, I would just come through. That's yeah, done. because I figured we'd split $18 million because they have to commit to a year to that. And then, no. and then we're done. Bill we Gates, Dollar, Donald Trump, yeah. one of you big billionaires. Now, somebody's got more money than sense. Please. <laughs> Sign up for that deal. Listen, we love all of you, and we thank you for supporting the podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This has blown me away as Marcus King. Oh, I love Marcus King. Love that he can wail on a guitar, man. Listen, we saw him. um, We saw him a couple of years ago, and we were with a younger couple, and. and uh, I worked with this young lady, and she's about, you know, she's about Brad's age. And she said, well, you know, me and my husband have these extra tickets. Would you and Debbie like to go? I said, yeah, we'll go. And he broke into War Pigs and did a amazing cover of War Pigs. And, of course, they're over here. They have never heard War Pigs in their life. They're 30 years old. You know, right, and, right. And, and I'm, like, over here going, yeah, baby. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Chris used to get scared about war pigs when I came yeah, out. I'm throwing the horns and everything, you know, when they're doing yeah, we've, it. So we've we've talked about that, man. Your late night eight track rolling. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Crank to the max. Chris, please um, turn that off. I'm so scared. I don't hey, like it. When you, went to, uh, when you went to Fayetteville, Dad always told this story. Um, he said Mom and Dad, they, him and Mom were laying in bed in there, and he's like, something's wrong. What is wrong? And mom says, there ain't no stereo playing, Jay. There ain't no stereo playing. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't the boom. Yeah. That was like, you know, that was like people turn on the noise machines now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a band for you guys. All right. Black Country Communion. I've heard them. They okay. are good. Yeah. So, so it's Joe Matamasa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple. Amazing. Who Jason was in the Dead Bob. Daisies until recently. Yeah, that's right. Jason Bonham on drums. Right. And there's some other guy I don't know. And some other guy <laughs> some you don't know. Some other guy I don't know, but this, that's a pretty good band. Yeah. They rock. But John Bonamassa is ridiculous. Oh, he's insane. I've actually he's seen insane. him in a concert. Have you? Yep. Uh, I saw him at all, too. Uh, I, can't I had a chance to go for free because, you know, we played That's some of his, uh, uh, Go ahead and just let you folks know, I worked for a public television station for a PBS station, and they were sponsoring uh, an event uh, that he that he was headlining, and I couldn't go <clears throat> because I had something else already Don't be on. modest, Butch. He's Big Bird, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Big Bird. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Uh <laughs> Look, man, just because I've said I've seen Snuffleupagus, that doesn't make me Big Bird. Uh, but uh, we- Hey, I saw a meme the other day, and some dude was like, can you believe all the cookies this cookie monster with his eating habits is wasting? <laughs> it's like... It's like he ain't really eating them at all. Yeah, it was funny, man. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier, though, about bands that we wish we'd seen that I've never gotten to uh, see before. And I think for me, that would be the Cars. I love yeah, the man, Cars. I love the Cars. Love the yeah. Cars. I, I, I would have loved to have seen the Cars. i tell you somebody else I would have loved to have seen. And I'm, I'm really sad that I didn't, but I would have loved to have seen Prince in concert. Oh, dude, absolutely. Prince is phenomenal. He's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Maybe uh, one of the best Super Bowl halftime performances ever. Oh, my gosh, ever. Dude. Yeah, guy, have you seen him play the guitar? Oh, yeah, that's it's what unreal. I'm talking about. Oh, that's it. They asked Eric Clapton one time. 
They said, well, how does it feel to be the greatest guitar player in the world? He said, I don't know. Ask Prince. Yeah. I mean, that came from Eric Clapton. I, I, I mean, it's not up until recently that I saw him play the guitar, and that's after he had passed away. And I'm have like, you seen oh, him? my gosh. Have you seen him play the bass? No, there's no Well, the man can play everything. Yeah. Uh, he walked out. There's a video on YouTube. You can find it, but he's playing yeah. on a Play That Funky Music White Boy, and he's playing the bass, and it, it jams. Unbelievable. Well, he was a talent, man. He was. Yeah. I would have I loved to have seen him. Okay. Uh, what's the last concert you went to, Chris? Me? Government yeah. Mule. Government Mule. At the Hall in Little Rock, and I highly recommend Man, the hall. the hall has been bringing us some really good acts. Yep. That's a great place to see yeah, the show. Yeah, it is. I like it in the Red Room. I like small venues. I do, too. I love small venues. Than the, than the uh, stadium yeah. stuff. You remember, we went and saw Boston, and mm-hmm. they took... Well, what they did is like we have uh, like in Little Rock they have uh, you know a good sized arena they call it Simmons or, or it, it's whatever bank has the money to sponsor the name but, <laughs> uh, but what they have started doing for some of these shows is they'll like half the size of the arena and mm-hmm. turn it into a theater mm-hmm. and we saw Boston there and that was an amazing that was really good experience. and that was the only time I've ever seen Boston and they were great they were great. they were really good that's, um, that's a special band yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's one band that I wished I could say that I saw the original band. I I got to see the original band in '93 because they had recorded an album without Brad Dell because he's having vocal issues, but he had recovered from those and they brought him on tour in support of that album. So he was singing all the old stuff and he was you know was this third stage? Uh, no, this was Walk On. Walk On. And uh, they had a guy named Fran Cosmo that sang most of the high stuff on, on that one. Uh, and uh, by the way, Walk On is a great album if you want to go listen to it. It really it, is. It, it is, it, but it, it delves away from the original Boston stuff. And that, yeah, those first two albums are they're, they're monumental al- albums they in are. my life, also. Yeah, they are. They really they are. are. Uh, but um, Monty, it's because of this guy. Yeah, Monty, what's the last concert you went to? Um, I actually went to see um, um, the, the, I'm drawing a blank. The keyboard player from Sticks. Who was he? Dennis uh, DeYoung. Dennis DeYoung. De yeah, like he had put together his own Sticks. Yeah, and, and he that, had, yeah. It, it, where I live in Peachtree City, Georgia, they have an amphitheater. And they have concerts there all the time. Yeah. And I get to, I can take my golf cart. So if I'm having a few spirits, <laughs> then I can drive my golf cart home. But okay, I saw him. Let me just oh, wait disclaimer, a disclaimer, a few spirits for me and Butch is not the same as a few spirits for money. Just say it. Just I'm, say I'm it. a little more spirited than these two. <laughs> he's, he's a spirited young man, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, so, so Dennis Young. He, it was unbelievable. Dennis man. is great. I saw him uh, in a joint built with Night Ranger about two years ago. Uh, and he was phenomenal. Actually, I've, I've seen Dennis a few times, and he's the one member of Sticks that I've actually met. You know what, man? They played, and he said this to the crowd. He said, "We are going to play the Grand Illusion album now, without any breaks, without any talking. We're going straight through the album." That's what they did. Yeah, oh, it's great. I'm like, it was the sound in that amphitheater is excellent. And it was just listen, Dennis at at his awesome. age can still sing and hit every note sound like the album that he used to i think he actually sounds better than he used to I, he is it is amazing that a man at his age can still hit some of the notes that he, he sounded does. like he sounded like the album yeah because as a guy that's a tenor I'm, I'm telling you right now my voice is going you know and it, it I, I you know it, it takes me a while to warm up now so you know <laughs> well uh, 
I think the best concert weekend I ever had was um, literally was driving home. Pink Floyd was going to play in Dallas in April. And this is like February. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going home to buy Pink Floyd tickets. I'm going to see yeah. Pink Floyd. And it was the Division Bell tour. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> how much were the tickets? I can't remember. I know how much the ones I'm fixing to tell you I bought were. Um, but Cindy, we were we were newly married. It was probably 95, mm-hmm. 94, 95, somewhere around there. And we were laying in our one-bedroom apartment at the time in the floor listening to, to the stereo and just talking. And the Eagles were playing. Uh, you know, we were playing the Eagles yeah. on the – and she said, if they ever get back together, I want to go see them. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, and then – but I'm driving home. Literally, the, the Pink Floyd tickets were going on sale that Saturday morning. And they announced that the Eagles were having the Hell Freezes Over tour and they were playing July 3rd in Dallas. And I'm like, can't do both. So I gave up Pink Floyd. You gave up Pink Floyd to take Cindy. But See, that's I wild. saw, I have, a, I have a really good friend of mine that at the time his dad owned a liquor store close. And mm-hmm. they got, Budweiser was sponsoring the Doobies and, um, oh, Foreigner. Foreigner and the Doobies. He gave me free tickets on Saturday night to see Foreigner and the Doobie Brothers in Little Rock. And we got on a plane the next morning and flew to Dallas and watched the Eagles in Texas Stadium. And that was a pretty cool concert. Wow. That was a cool concert weekend. I mean, I, I had a lot of music. So, yeah. fun. I remember um, one band that, that I saw that I, I knew I would like them, but I didn't know I would be blown away. By and that was Zach Brown band. I saw Zach Brown. Uh, he lives about seven miles from me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we saw him. I ate his um, restaurant. I, yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's best friend. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I, I, I saw him um, at an amphitheater in northwest Arkansas and had great seats. The amp? The amp. And he closed with Van Halen. They did Hot for Teacher. They did uh, Def Leppard pour some sugar on me, and then they closed with Rage Against the Machine running with the Bulls. Wow. Which is like, that you, don't Zach ex- Brown. you don't expect that from but Zach he's Brown. Got, he's got an alternate band, though, that they play. Mm-hmm. They, what is the name of that? And they jam. I mean, it's well, listen, hard. Hey, yeah, they're, 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 they're good musicians. There. They got out. and it, Well, listen, the, there's a Zach Brown release that Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters produced. <laughs> That I is, think this may be the one I'm talking is a, about. That, that is an EP that they put out. Heavy is the man that wears the crown. Is I, that, that's that's I'm, the course I know. Yeah, but it is. It's very much not your normal sound there. No, it it, it was pretty interesting. I saw him in the most brutal conditions you could possibly. See oh yeah. In. Um, my cousin Stephen, his daughter was, um, I think, turning twenty one. And she wanted to go see Blackberry Smoke, and they were playing at Cass Mountain, which is up above Ozark, mm-hmm. and it's on top of the mountain. Was it raining then? It was misting and 47 degrees. Oh. Dude, we stood in line. We like to never got in there, and we're standing in line, and Blackberry Smoke is already playing. 
and they're like holding people up, checking everybody for knives, guns, whatever. Well, you got to remember where you're at. <laughs> I did. You're up on Situ- the Mulberry. That's Franklin, around Franklin County. Situational awareness. Yeah. But uh, we got in there, and of course, right when we get in, Blackberry Smoke, that's it. Good night. You know, they go off the stage, and Zach Brown, we lasted two songs, and I'm just sitting there going, this is brutal. I was freezing, and Mary Beth said, you know, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, hey, all right. And I mean, I about to trump her. Look at the, the time. Get the truck. Hey. Yeah, well, oh, we, look at it. Woo. <laughs> too, too, too bad we can't stay. Um, I remember that, uh, yeah, Zach Brown was one of those bands that I saw that just blew me away when I saw them. I, I expected to be entertained. I didn't expect to be blown away by it. What's your favorite Zach Brown song? I, you know what, man? I really like that first album that he put out and their cover of uh, Jolene. I, I don't think I've heard that. Uh, oh, <laughs> you, man. You got a favorite Zach Brown song? No, I don't. I really like Chicken Fried. Chicken Fried would song. That would be the one that I'm most familiar with, but yeah. I don't listen to him a lot, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. He like lives seven miles from your house. Y'all could be friends. Yeah, you could be buddies, man. You could say, man. "Hey, Zach, come on you over, man." To the same, he, like, you could show up at his house with his Zach Brown shirt on. <laughs> he has a he brings an entourage into our favorite restaurant, you know. And the, his best friend, they went to Fayetteville High School together. Which Fayetteville's like nine miles from Beechtree City. And his best friend is a is an Lebanese dude, and he owns a Lebanese restaurant, which everybody <laughs> loves because his food is unbelievable. It's like one of the best hot spots in Peachtree City. But every time he comes in, he's got his entourage, and they've got us there his own room back there in the back. You know, yeah. We suck, bro. Oh, I felt yeah, pretty exactly. good, but now I feel awful. I'm sorry, I had to make that joke. Um, but uh, guys, thanks for. Thanks for being here today. This was a fun conversation. Well, thanks for having me. I don't you know, know that we it, accomplished anything. We but, didn't, but you know that's okay. It was awesome. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Listen, and you uh, got to meet the li- man, the myth, the legend, ladies and gentlemen, Monty, Monty Curtis. Curtis. Uh, oh, listen, man, I have video evidence of you having long hair and an earring. So, uh, you know, there's I've that got, right there. I've got worse incriminating evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guys, RetroShow.net is where you go when you want to find out all things about the podcast. Thank you for being here. We love you. Have a good one.